A survey of officials responsible for securing state government IT paints a gloomy picture of the current conditions of information security. According to a recently issued study by the National Association of State Chief Information Officers, the tough economy has debilitated state government, and many states continue to reel under budget deficits, which has had an adverse impact on the ability of states to secure their digital assets. Joining me today to discuss the survey results is Christopher Ibsen, Chief Information Security Officer of the State of Nevada. Chris helped present the survey results to NASIO at its recent annual gathering. Welcome, Chris. It's great to be here, Eric. What did you see as the major takeaways from the survey of nearly every state government? For me as a CISO, one of the things that became glaring is the amount of resources that are being dedicated to securing informational assets and their percentage of total IT spend. By comparison with the private sector, we're considerably lower. And from my perspective, that's alarming given the fact that states have information which could very well be much more sensitive than standard financial data or other types of data that need to be secured. A couple of other areas I thought was very interesting. The role of the CISO is well-defined. number of states, I believe over 80% of the states, upwards of 90% have the role defined well. That's good. I believe that there's room for improvement, and some of those areas were well iterated in the report. Also, I think that we're moving more towards a consolidated view of how to approach information security from the states, and this report really gave us an idea of where all the different states are, and also, and maybe most importantly, it stirred the discussion and communication around what states are doing and what we need to do in the future moving forward. Let's get back to your first point here where you're saying that the states aren't spending anywhere near as much as the private industry on information security. 88% of survey respondents said funding was the major barrier to securing IT. How does that lack of funding put state IT at risk? The inability to buy the right tools, not being able to hire and train personnel, something else? I think all of the above. One of the interesting points, at least when we presented it in Miami a couple of weeks ago, Deloitte was able to really codify that private sector spending about 5% of total IT IT budget on information security. They use actuarial means to determine what's the appropriate level of spend for IT security against the cost of the assets. So there's a, a very discrete risk proposition, and they're getting 5%. It's really important for me to iterate out to the, the public is that the information that we have in some cases is much more sensitive. And the reason I say that is because states have the ability to compel citizens to give them information. Whether you like it or not, there are laws written, and the citizens are required required to give very sensitive information in some cases about medical conditions and other types of information. The citizens don't have any authority to say no. Given that that drop, I think that states have a greater responsibility to protect those types of information. In addition, there is personal health information, which is extremely sensitive that can't be actuarialized. We can't put a number value to what the cost of releasing someone's personal health information is. In both of those cases, it really points to a fact that, A, a private sector spending 5%. In good states, what we're finding is that that spends around 2%. So what does that mean? That means that we're spending less than half on information security than the private sector is, and our data is more sensitive, in my opinion. Is the reason states aren't spending more on IT security because of the budget crisis, or is there a cultural thing there that may be a lack of awareness that has been there for years and just hasn't been addressed yet? 
again, it's a combination of the two. We as chief information security officers and CIOs need to communicate that need greater. But then also, there is a financial problem in the states right now. Two years ago, when the financial crisis hit everyone very badly, Nevada is actually a very proactive state when it comes to addressing budgetary issues. We reduced our budget by 20% at that time. Right now, two years later, we are looking at a 45% budget shortfall. So almost half of the monies that we need to run government, Nevada has the lowest per capita number of state employees per citizens in the United States. Those challenges are very real, and as a chief information security officer, I have to be mindful of, A, what is the discrete need for security infrastructure, and to be very efficient in that span. But then also we need to communicate that there are certain risks that we can't offload and we can't lay just because we have a budgetary shortfall. We're collecting the data. We have the data. It's very important that we secure that data. What happens? If you don't have the money, how do you do this? It's very interesting. You have to become very creative. This, this actually speaks to a point that recently I've been discussing is, is that I believe that government will be going through a transformational state. Uh, Nevada may be the canary in the coal mine. We may be the first to experience these shortfalls. I think every state is feeling it. But what seems clear to me is that government and information security in government need to rethink how we're approaching our service delivery to the citizens. When I talk about that, I think one of the interesting questions is, how does IT change the abilities of government to deliver services better? For example, we have county, cities, and state governments oftentimes doing the same thing. As a state, we need to look at how we can partner with our other governmental entities a, communicate effectively with them, B, to define what roles each entity should have, and C, to leverage the best-of-breed solutions from any of those entities for the maximum benefit of the citizens. This really encompasses two of the ideas that I, I think is really important. One is strong intergovernmental collaboration, and the second area would be to look at strong architecture and rigorous controls around the data so that we develop effective architecture for government as a whole rather than silos. Chris and I will be discussing this in a second interview. Please look for that interview that will be posted shortly. Only one other barrier was cited in the survey results by majority of respondents, the increasing sophistication of threats, which was cited by 56% of survey takers. What are these threats? And among states, are there common target systems and or data? The threats are very similar to what we're experiencing in the private sector. Specifically, we have threats based upon financial gain, and we also have threats from nation state. We also have internal threats as the economy gets worse. The lure of driving benefit from state data becomes greater. And I also think that as governments reduce their workforce, there is an increased number of individuals who could potentially be disassociated from the system, and, and I think that that poses another threat. So those areas from which we receive threats are discrete, they're there. I know that they're improving in sophistication. I think that that's a challenge for states. Here we are with very rigorous set budgets. We're not necessarily by design agile, and we have agile threats attacking us. So we need to be able to address those threats in an agile function. And specifically, for example, in Nevada, we have a, a challenge in that we have a biennial legislature. So when we're predicting or budgets or capabilities moving forward, we have to do that at least two years in advance. And most often, Oftentimes, three to three and a half years in advance. If we look back three years from today, the economy was still booming in Nevada. 
any estimates that were done then need to be completely reworked. Our ability to respond has been challenged, and I believe the threat level is increasing, and we need to look at all resources available to us, including grant sources from the federal government, opportunities within individual state entities for existing spend, for leveraging it for a more efficient implementation. We're uncovering every stone out there that we have to address all of these threats, and most importantly, we're looking at solutions from an enterprise perspective. If we don't consolidate, if we don't build these common points of ingress and egress and come up with very valid, standardized approaches, then we're fighting a losing battle. And I think we're doing a good job, though, given the, the challenges that we're up against. Four of the 10 states say they're having a hard time finding qualified IT security professionals. Is this a skills problem? There's just not enough people out there? Is it a geographic problem? People may be looking to parts of the country, or is it a money problem? You keep capturing all of the points. The role of a security engineer is very challenging. You can't just be a specialist in one area. You have to be a specialist in many areas. And as a result, it requires special individuals who have had experience both with applications, network infrastructure. They have to know what's going on. The most sophisticated threats are those that you don't see. To have individuals who have the ability to really analyze the situation and come up with validated response, those individuals are fewer than we need. I think that problem's been very well defined. It's highlighted by the DHS special legislation to hire individuals, and that needs certainly exists in the states. Secondly, we can't pay as well as they do in the private sector. This sounds a little Pollyannic, but we're looking for civic-minded individuals who recognize, hey, they're citizens of the state, and they're interested in doing good work, and then we also have to nurture them. And this is another area that we're challenged with, with training. We need to communicate to legislatures and also to decision makers that it's absolutely critical that we have the training dollars remain intact to train individuals so that they have a discrete course for learning and personal satisfaction. Are state IT systems jeopardized by not being able to find qualified personnel? I think it's uh, very encouraging to see the letter right up front from Tom Ridge and Harry Radigee. That's former Homeland Security Secretary Tom Ridge and retired Air Force General Harry Redigate, who worked with the management consultancy Deloitte in preparing the study for NASIO. Stating that the states have perhaps the most extensive sets of sensitive data that exist. We supply data to the federal government. We are, in the states, the keepers of identities from cradle to grave of, of citizens throughout the United States. So if you're looking for a rich repository, the states are those repositories of highly sensitive information. And given the fiscal constraints, I know that both this letter dating that and also a letter recently from NASIO and the multi-state ISAC to the Department of Homeland Security highlighted the need for specialized, dedicated funding for cybersecurity initiatives in the states. We as chief information security officers need to be mindful and we need to be highly efficient in the way that we spend those funds so that the citizens are well served. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. That's Chris Ipsen, Chief Information Security Officer for the State of Nevada. For GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.